0: Oh, right. Uh. Now they're actually going to see me going... And no <clears> one <throat> is... All right, just like this. Here we go. <laughs> hey,
1: guys. Welcome to episode 143 of CMD Towers Bruising life I'm Mr. Combat number five, and my fellow host is a selfless spirit for taking a red eye
0: to go to a wedding the very <laughs> next day, so that way he can attend Magic 30 in Vegas... Big tuck. I literally was like, I am not going to any more weddings this year. And in two days in a row, I was like, I'm kind of like, I travel so much, but I can't stop it. Right. So <laughs> I have Monday, I have Monday off, right? So and Meredith, the coach, uh, my girl I'm dating exclusively, she works at like a studio, right? At a fitness studio. So okay. her hours always crazy. So she has to work like Saturday till noon. Sunday till one and then all day Monday, like Mondays are a big days. So I was like, I have Monday off. I should go do something. So of course the week after I like, I think i am gonna travel for a while. It'd be nice to be home for a weekend. I'm going up to Raleigh to visit a friend who lives in Chapel Hill and then come back on Monday. So I was also just like, I don't think I'm going to do any more traveling besides maybe (laughs) go and visit my friend who lives in Argentina, uh, and work remote there. And then magic fest Vegas happened, especially now that, uh, My lodging situation is being taken care of. Wink, wink, wink. Uh that was a huge (laughs) incentive. But I was really so I was really thinking about it and like I think that's gonna be really fun. Um I think it's gonna be a really fun trip. I haven't been to Vegas since I was a child. And like that, I was twenty-four. Uh and I know you're a Vegas pro. You've been there what, six times by now? I, I mean five but to be fair i've only been
1: once for the typical vegas trip
0: Mm. every other
1: time it's been magic or work
0: related did you go was that the trip that uh squee mcgee woke up running somewhere okay absolutely because i was like you him just us it was just Just oh i thought
1: was was jared friend of the show jared not there no, no, he wasn't. Uh, so it was just us, and then there was a girl that I was seeing that I actually was working with at Verizon, oh. that her and her cousin came. They stayed in their own place. But then we ended up running into Squeebie older brother and, at the time, his girlfriend. They were randomly oh. in Vegas for a volleyball tournament. So they actually joined us on the uh, the club adventures. But, yeah, that was a very... I actually I don't know if that trip was more expensive or my Magic Fest trip is more expensive. Uh, The amount of money I spend on cards and and stuff when I'm there, but uh, I think yeah no.
0: Now here's the real question: You will also be coming to Charlotte in 2023, correct?
1: Uh, It looks like this Magic 30 thing is coming to Charlotte, and if I'm making Tuck go, I kind of have to come do that too. So I think
0: it'll be fun. You can come. To I show. mean, I just—it's just North Carolina. I don't see the appeal. Why? It's nice. Well, will I'll take you to the—I'll take you to the best place, the best fried chicken place in the town. So, oh, all right. We'll get you. Trust me. There's plenty to do here. Uh, we can eat or and drink our way through the whole damn thing sounds
1: good but yeah no it's it's exciting uh we get to kind of announce it uh cmd tower is going to be coming to uh magic 30 in vegas uh it's going to be me big tuck and actually one of our discord mods is uh for sure coming in as well and uh potentially you know we'll have some other single aaron the goad possibly duffs or
0: nathan uh the the group might end up getting bigger marketing marketing Rocketing moss. rocketing moss. Rocketing moss is not coming, I assume, right? Because I imagine. Oh, uh, I would assume not. I would assume baby. that's yeah, right. Like that's probably close to, if not the exact weekend of that house. Yeah, this isn't right? the
1: fifties. You can't be like, hey, go have a kid. I'm gonna go uh, drinking <laughs> yeah. with the boys. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm gonna go drink and smoke in Vegas, baby, Vegas. Uh, but yeah, no, we're gonna be real excited,
1: and uh, some of the things that we're going to start planning, uh, we're gonna try to do a rotisserie draft figure out which other content creators are going to be going. That's something that is a ton of fun. Uh, We're going to do a bunch of giveaways. We're going to be partnering with Abyss Proxy Shop. So if you guys end up uh, playing in a pod with Tuck and I, and you end up uh, winning the pod, uh, or at least eliminating us, uh, I think we need need you to win the game, win the whole pod, because if it's just eliminating us, we're just going to get picked on.
0: Exactly. We're not going to win a damn game the entire time. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh but we're gonna be giving away you know some uh play test cards of some of our favorites um and, and just have a bunch of merch with us heck we might even do like a scavenger hunt like that Ooh. can be kind of fun just randomly go stash like a foil playmat somewhere or a holiday and, and sweater I don't,
0: and i don't want to speak out of turn but for those who may be joining us at a turn i'm ready to smack you We might be doing something special for the people who are coming with us, representing CMD Tower as well, correct? Oh,
1: yeah, probably.
0: Like the mini thing. I don't want to get into too many details, but there's like that mini thing that you made mention of that I think could be fun, right? The mini thing? Mini thing. Like, it's like an inception of the thing that we're doing there.
1: Oh, oh. uh, I mean... We don't, we we can talk about We're doing that, that, but we're doing that like in a month. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, yes. Something that definitely, uh, we got uh, Commander Smiths ended up kind of doing a little mini one. Uh, It seemed like it worked well, so we're going to try to learn from that. And I've actually had collective members reach out to me and say, hey, you know, when are you guys going to do that? And it's like, oh, well, you know, the travel, and I've actually had some pushback. Be like, Kansas City Central, it's easy to get to you guys. And it's like, "Okay, okay, I never really thought that. Uh, so, yeah, no, uh, not a lot not of too, exciting things on the horizon,
0: not to ma- not to get into too many specifics about that, but could be something else that's in the, that's in the hopper as well. So big year of magic. Sure.
1: Yeah, big year of magic for CMD Tower. But I know you guys want to know a little bit about what's going on in Mr. Combo's life. Yes. Um, the Boys season three is Phenomenal.
0: I so I loved season 1 and I I came out when I was in a pretty dark period of my life in Kansas City and I like tried to watch it since I moved away from there it's like this is so dark and depressing and everyone's evil uh which is funny cuz that's usually my favorite kind of media but now that I'm in like a better mindset I've been wanting to get back into it what were your thoughts on season 2 you it was it's all good it's all been good right yeah it, season 2 was good um Have you watched season two? No, I've only watched season one.
1: So like the, the new character they end up introducing in season two, I was never a big fan of her, but they do kind of get rid of her by the end. So she's only around for a season. Um, But it definitely laid a lot of groundwork for season three. And I'm telling you, season three, the first five minutes I made the Godfather watch it. His jaw dropped wow he, and you know the godfather he doesn't get shocked yeah. and usually you're like oh look at this cool thing and he's like whatever yeah whatever uh, man uh but you know <laughs> this he absolutely dropped a <laughs> straw and he's like why'd you show me this i'm like isn't that ridiculous he's like i'm gonna dream about that really hey have, yeah. you, been, have you been to his have you been to his new f shack yet yeah yeah i have i helped him move a bunch of stuff in did you tucked...
0: get the pool table
1: no we didn't oh, okay that never happened. Um, I think that's one of those, like, if I wanted to do it, then it would have happened. But it's like, this is your house. I'm not trying to tell you what, how to decorate it. Yeah. yeah uh, but yeah. Tuck, it is way too big for him. It's like three stories. It has like seven or eight or what? One, two, three, four. I think it's like four or five bedrooms with like a finished attic. I mean, I when I saw him uh, last weekend, or I guess now two weeks ago, he genuinely was like, I, I... I I don't even know, man. Uh, I think he's just almost like sleeping on like his mattress and that's it. Uh, So (laughs) Um, hopefully he starts decorating it.
0: I was just going to ask, but I thought we had these grandiose plans of like, Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's daunting. I don't know. I, I was surprised to hear him say that he rented this house. I just figured that he would have just gotten like the smallest place and cheapest place available, right? But
1: this actually was the cheapest place available. But he really? was very picky. He he mm-hmm. wanted to live in a neighborhood similar to Chicago, which he was able to find one. Right. Um. He wanted a garage. this place has a garage. Um. And it's he still says it's more than he's wanting to pay, but he's only paying eleven hundred a month. Like that a whole seem- house. Yeah, that didn't seem that expensive.
0: I paid. I think my rent when I was le- when I had that tiny shitty house in Prairie Village that like was not safe to live in. Like, I think my rent there was a thousand bucks, right? And yeah. that place was a dump.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I bet you now they're probably charging fourteen hundred. a month Oh, at for least
0: it. you got to think at least, right? But anyway, so
1: the boys phenomenal. Oh my gosh, it's so good. And they've already announced that season four is greenlit. So that's awesome.
0: Where is this? Because I know Obi-Wan is still going, right? That's not over yet either. That's the next thing I'm about to talk
1: about. I'm getting goosebumps. (laughs) This week's episode of Obi-Wan, guys. Oh my gosh. Like seriously, my hairs are standing. Uh, We finally get to see Hayden Christensen, uh, the original Anakin actor, not in Darth Vader gear. So they do this very cool. The whole episode opens. And this isn't like a spoiler. But the episode opens as a flashback between Attack of the Clones and uh, Revenge of the Sith. So he's still a Padawan because he's oh. a Padawan braid. And it's basically a sparring match between him and Obi-Wan. The thing that's cool is that the sparring match f- uh, flashes throughout the entire episode. Oh. Because as the match progresses, it directly correlates with what's happening currently in oh, the story. Oh, uh, I do story. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It is so amazing. Um, And then second episode in a row, you get to see Vader's power. Tuck, it's scary. Um, I was texting. I have a customer that he's no longer a customer of mine. He's with another account team. Uh, But the CIO and I, we have a very good friendship around Star Wars, Marvel, that kind of stuff. So we'll text each other from time to time. And uh, I actually texted him, Tuck, don't crucify me, collective. I would be okay if they remade episodes four through six. Just so we could have true Darth Vader power. Oh, sure. Because you have to admit what you saw in Rogue One is nothing like what we saw in A
0: New Hope. Well, I don't, we don't have time to litigate this whole thing. I agree. I agree. I agree with you. But I think that they're different. The, the It's very difficult to compare the first run of three versus any of the other ones that have followed it. From a movie standpoint, I agree with you. Right.
1: But I think unless there's something story wise as to why Vader could only like move left and right a little bit. Sure. Um, it's like that's just that's how you could do it back in the sixties sure. and seventies. Yep. Totally get it. We're not gonna crucify you for that. You only had what you could do with. Yep. But now we are in a day and age where we can do things better. Like CGI and we're literally and we're watching it happen. Right. So that's where it's like, I think they would have to wait decades to do that or just the world would explode. Sure. Um, but the power you see Vader do, bro, <laughs> I, can't, I can't, I can't, I'm going to spoil it. We need to get on with this episode. Um, guys, thank you for coming out. And this is a little new for us. We're changing up the format changing a bit. It so, get ready for 10 minutes of ads. Just kidding. Now, this is our Deck Tech series. Since we conquered the path to 32, <laughs> tackled tons of EDH themes, we're going to be discussing, or rather, Theory crafting a deck that doesn't even exist yet each month will consist of new decks and we correlate how these decks are constructed similar to how a beer is brewed so we kind of broke it down into four different categories the first one's rampant setting your board state we call that grains
0: and grains are the foundation of every beer they include both base malts and specialty malts usually in a 60 to 40 ratio this helps with the color the taste and most importantly the alcohol content of a beer these great tastes less filling do not have a whole lot of that decks always need ways to grow stabilize and rape your bigger threats just like a great profile they usually a mix of staples and specialty cards lordy uh
1: how <laughs> does your board interact with all of your opponents we call that hops
0: and hops give the beards patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors to grow in a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like ipas op choices help clear interact with the board so your deck can ultimately do what it wants and then, how does the deck close out and win? And boy, I'm excited for this section. i okay. this yeast. You're always good at your... This is the part that you're always great at. So this is where I'm bringing in the heat for you. Yeasts are microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds alcohol content and the carbonation. Without yeast to be drinking flat sugar water, without yeast cards, your deck would meet the goal of actually winning the game. And then we do have shenanigans It can be pet card synergies to the deck that are just kind of fun. We call that Spice. And not every beer has them, but Spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into jalapeno stout, or the addition of hops that turn IPA into a double IPA. Not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, is where we generally talk about it.
1: So without further ado, guys, let's get brewing. Today, we're doing a theory craft, and we're doing it a little bit different, but we're still adhering to all of our traditions So today, like you guys had with my chaos draft last week, or I guess the people watching us on Twitch right now, spoiler alert, uh, (laughs) you guys will be getting this tomorrow uh you guys uh we're doing a little bit with the background mechanic uh that's kind of new and different it's obviously they're trying to figure out ways to make partner but not have it be broken partner right uh so today we're talking barocco's party leader and folk hero so tuck why don't you read Baroka's party leader i'll read off folk hero and then talk about why yeah. you wanted this Orzov pairing sure
0: uh so barocco's party leader is a 2-4 legendary creature orc that's a mythic for two dollars and 37 cents I guess that will not be the case for long, I wager to guess. And he costs three colorless and black to cast. So he also counts as a cleric, rogue, warrior, and wizard, which is the party mechanic, effectively. Then whenever he attacks, defending or she, I don't know, eh, I don't know, I'm not going to get into that. Whenever whenever Barakos attacks, uh, defending player loses X life and you create X treasure tokens untapped, which is stupid, where X is the number of creatures in your party. So if you attack with just him, you get one but you can get up to four triggers on this uh, every time you attack with Baraka. So that's actually... Folk Hero, let's get into that first, because I do have a question about the
1: party mechanic that's just never made sense to me. Folk Hero, colorless white, legendary enchantment background, it's a mythic, Uh, commander. creatures you own have whenever you cast a spell that shares a creature type with this creature, draw a card, this ability only triggers once each turn. So before you kind of go into why you wanted to do this... When I read the card, and where X is the number of creatures in your party, that sounds like if you had five warriors, you would have five creatures right. in your party. So wouldn't you? Can't you technically have?
0: Because didn't you have people on stream losing six life? Well, so seven he was, life. They were losing six life because he's a two four. So the way it mm. works is your party can only have one of each. So even if you have ten warriors, only one of them can be in your party. Ah, so you, so Baracos. Uh, itself is one of each of them right so as long as you have if you have him and 10 warriors it's two right gotcha if you have him two rogues a wizard and five warriors it's four still so it Ah, has to be limited to that now i wish that there wasn't a limit to it so you could have multiple parties but i guess that would probably be way too strong well, like, you could almost, they should have just made the party
1: mechanic to where it's like that, but then it's almost like banding,
0: where it's like, oh, you, you yeah. put a
1: party together, and then you could do another party together, because it's silly. D&D, there's multiple parties, it's not just one. Sure,
0: but I think that, like, the the party in D&D is all the player characters, so I think they uh, had to put fair. a limit to it in some regards, but still, it's like, it's overly complex, which is one of the reasons why I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and and that kind of leads into the reason why I wanted to build this. So first off, um this was a deck that I won from Command Fest Richmond with all the part with all the points that I accrued over time. There um I won a few rounds of the various drafts and I had enough to buy this for free. So honestly, I bought it originally because of a few of the cards in there. It's got great reprints. The value of it is through the roof versus like uh you know, you could get like six boosters or whatever. But mm-hmm. for me, I, my Orzot deck I have now is Tasa Karlov, and I like it. It's a really strong deck, but it's very, it's a lot. It's a thinker, right? Like you have to think about all these different triggers, how all these sure. things work. There's a lot of stuff you can get, kind of get, if you will, muddled in the mixture. <laughs> Bang! Give me the explosion! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> I don't have it. You don't have anything? I get you this. Oh, that'll work. All right, so. Um, But I thought one thing I really liked, and especially as we were streaming more, we've talked about this, how the streams that I feel have been the most enjoyable have been ones that have creatures and decks that are aggressive and want to attack, right? Like, and that's kind of slowly becoming more of my gimmick, right? I, I like these sort of things where in this deck you're incentivized to attack, right? And I think it's also an interesting build. It's an interesting deck to build from the mechanic of party, right? So it's like a bizarro tribal deck, but you have four (laughs) mediocre tribes to choose from. I think that's really fun. And uh, I I think it's got, it just feels like a deck that's right in, you know, I'm kind of tired from playing something. I want to play a deck that has cool mechanics, has a lot of different interesting card options open to it, but maybe isn't the most complicated thing in the world right? Like it is kind of a go wide or it's more of like a, a voltron deck. You have to attack with your commander and you, then you have to be kind of smart about how you attack. Uh, when we streamed this last week uh, or earlier, yeah, I guess it was last week. It kind of boiled down to that, right? Like there was just there was just some people that were always a good target to attack because they didn't have blockers or anything. So I think it kind of helps you kind of dictate where the damage is going a little bit more. And the fact that it generates these treasures for you, it just it just seems like it's not the most exciting deck in the planet, I'll admit, but it's just a fun deck to play, right? Like, it's a deck where I can, I, I look forward to in the future, sleeving it up and just being like, I'm ready to party literally <laughs> with the mechanics and with the way I'm going to play it. Sure. So, the deck clapped. It did. It great. was really good, right? <laughs> it was really
1: good. Here's the one thing, though, and it, this isn't part of my tech today, but okay. I, I do want to give you something to think about. So I feel like you chose this particular background because you wanted white, right? You wanted Orzov. Yeah.
0: And this is okay. and and that's the that's the only option it came out of, of the pre-con. So I would say that you would probably
1: wanna look to swap that for maybe like far traveler. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the two white Commander Creatures you own have at the beginning of your instep, exile up to one target tap creature you control that return it to the battlefield. Because oh, a lot of the, the characters have ETB effects. Ah, right. Um, yeah, there I was mean, a
0: bunch of those. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you could look at that, or you could even look at, like, Noble Heritage. That's the colorless white, and that's the one where uh, when uh, when Commander Creatures you own have, when this creature enters the battlefield, and at the beginning of your upkeep. Oh, Right. Yeah, uh, each player may put two plus one, plus one counters on a creature they control. For each opponent who does, you gain protection from that player until your next turn. Right, right, right. That seems really, really good. Um, so I, ju- I think the whole card draw thing would be nice if you're casting on multiple turns. But since you're not, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's worth having it. As your background to literally get a card draw a rotation. Right. Does that make sense?
0: It does. And we'll address that very shortly as well. Okay. Bum, bum, bum. But to be fair, I, and this is what I saw playing the pre-release on these, these backgrounds are all completely bonkers, right? They're all good. And especially to your point in this deck, it is very top heavy in the sense of I'm trying to do what he does, right? I'm trying to do the thing that he is doing. So having any of these and all of these in the deck, it's still going to get the same value out of them now. And I think it also, I also like that idea too, of it being like modular, right? Where if I sit down and I'm like, oh, I'm looking at the decks, I'm playing this deck. I don't have to change that much. So I'm just going to swap this out for something. Like if I'm playing a really, if I'm sitting down at a table, that's very aggressive, be like done, right? I'm going to put on the noble, I'm going to put on noble heritage background to kind of buy some time, those sort of things, right? Yeah, for sure. So like th- that's
1: the one comment I wanted to make. But yeah, no, this deck did great. Um, out of the box. <laughs> out of the box. I mean, you you had us three. I mean, granted, it sounds like my deck that I was playing kind of shut down half the table. Yeah. Um, which I would disagree with. It doesn't shut it down. Uh, listen here, Cop Cop and Elder Drunken Highlander. You guys are fine. You can still sacrifice just your do stuff. it, It's yeah. just, I
0: would have gotten it. It's right, okay. Like, I, it, it was, it, that game was wild. Like, I don't, we don't need to A40 life and a dash this, right? But the funniest, the two, th- two things I want to say about it is you are correct. It's like, I'm not stopping you from playing your deck. Just do it, right? Like, yeah. you can't go infinite, sure. But, like, you can still do what your deck wants to do. And second of, almost all of the primers I've seen on this deck say to cut Pontiff of Blight which was a card that was just... It was dealing out so much damage every turn. I didn't have to have another card, right? I just had to to make mana.
1: (laughs) Wow. Well, guys... Uh, before we get into the deck tech and uh, kind of going through this, we do want to, of course, let you guys know if you'd like to support us via our Patreon community, you can do that at patreon.com cmdtower tower. We have a tier starting at just a buck that go way up from there. Uh, you get soft value. You're going to get actual tangible things uh, like our awesome Brews and Builds foil play mat. Like those are pretty sweet. Um, our reminder tokens, our sleeves, all of that kind of stuff. So uh, anything you could do would definitely help us out. Patreon.com slash cmd tower now let's head over to that ramp and grain section big tuck this is kind of your deck
0: uh and i want to know what's the first card you think you need to add so the one to your point about the draw that was one thing that i really thought was was missing right like i kind of felt like there wasn't a lot of draw there wasn't a lot of tutors there wasn't a lot of that sort of thing um not a lot of mana reduction so those are the three things i wanted to go after right and we all know that we don't like loving. We don't love tutors, right? We're not a big tutor. Well, I don't, or I try not to run very much, especially in our play group here. Uh, see the episode on rogues about why I had to cut opposition agent and trade it. <laughs> uh, but there was one card that I think is kind of completely bonkers in this, and that card is one of the few good party mechanic ones, and that one is coveted prize. So oh. four colorless and a black for a sorcery. That's a rare. It's gone up in price from fifteen cents to twenty one. So it says this spell costs one last one less to cast for each creature in your party. And I pretty much had a full party the entire time. Oh, yes. Yeah.
1: I, I genuinely don't remember when you didn't have a full no. party.
0: Exactly. So up to it could be one black. Right. So then it says search your library for a card, put it into your hand, then shuffle. If you have a full party, you may cast a spell with mana value four or less from your hand without paying its mana cost. So, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> On turn four or five, this turns into a better vampiric tutor, right? Like it's yeah. kind of it's kind of insane. And granted, I don't. Well, well what
1: you actually mean is a better imperial seal. Oh, yes, speed. Sorcery vamp speak, vamp yes. is still. I would still put vamp ahead of this because it's instant it's speed. In- but yeah, I get what you're saying.
0: So oh, and the fact you so not only are you tutoring for one, you're also getting to play the card that you're gonna tutor for or just some other banger you have in your hand, right? Yeah. So I think that this as like a this as a draw and tutor is probably one of the more efficient ones you can get, considering the price and everything else. I I think this card's awesome. Right? Um I I wish
1: that you could do the second half of the spell without having a full party. Like, maybe the spell costs two more, yeah. whatever. Or if right. you paid the full five, you get to do both. Uh, because I would I would genuinely run this card. But I'm yep. not going to build a party deck, so no, uh, probably
0: we'll never see it. But if you are, the tech, the real tech here is if you run Shapeshifter Tribal in five colors, this also becomes an auto-include. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. My first green card. I actually think this card is awesome. I think you're going to love it. It's going to give you future card advantage. Because the thing that I see the big risk with your deck is it's so creature heavy that oh, a single yeah. board wipe, like, it's starting you back from the Stone Ages.
0: Yep, 100%. And so,
1: it, and usually when you're at that critical mass, it's like, okay, I should probably hold back some creatures just in case. Mm-hmm. So I think if you put in Dream Devourer, this is a very smart play. Ooh. So, oh, and I forgot to mention, every single one of my picks is a party mechanic. Nice! So, every single one. Um, so, this is a colorless black creature demon cleric rare. It's a zero three. 3 each non-land card in your hand without foretell has foretell Its foretell right. cost is equal to its mana cost reduced by two. So, guys, if you're not familiar, because foretell is still kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, you don't see it a ton. Uh, during your turn, you may pay two colorless and exile a non-land card from your hand face down. And then you can cast it later on for its foretell cost. So, if you had a Chromatic Lantern and you foretelled it, you would pay two, put it out in the exile zone. Then when you want to cast it later, it only costs one mana. Right. Essentially... It doesn't make your spells cost more. It's just the exact same cost. It's just like, oh, well, I got nothing else to do this turn. I'll foretell out three cards. It's like putting a down payment on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think. And, and though there is another piece of uh, text on here. Whenever you foretell a card, Dream Devourer gets plus two plus o till end of turn. Don't know how relevant that's going to be, but it's there.
0: I think that, so I think this is a great inclusion. Um, Does work in my Prosper deck, as we all well, as we all well aware. Let me ask you this. So, I like the fact that this does buff up and I do have things that are like when a blah, blah, blah attacks, blah, blah, blah happens of, the, of yeah. the party mechanics. So when I'm playing this deck, because it is so commander focused, do you think I should try to be also aggressive with the other creatures and get in while I can? Or do I always leave the other creatures out for blockers just in case someone has like a really explosive turn?
1: Uh, I think we'll address some of that in the uh, hot profile, oh, on, uh, okay. you know, try, trying to deal with that kind of stuff. But yeah, I, I think it's you have to find a balance of you're living in the red zone. So you got to attack right. with stuff. But it's like, how much can you actually do with your commander if he's only draining people for four? Because that's what his uh, right. ability is capped at. So you're going to have to start swinging with a bunch of creatures, and then you just have to figure out that balance. Yeah, uh, but I think I think this card's super smart. Yeah, I mean, I love it. You could even to fairy's protection foretell it out, and then it's just one white oh. at any point. Oh. Coming, that, in, that's real good.
0: I I already got my box of double masters two or whatever the hell it's called pre ordered, so hoping to get some good value out of that. All right, well, give us
1: your next green card.
0: So this is a a fresh card uh, straight from the uh, Commander's Legends, Baldur's Gate set. And even I think I put this in as a grain because I feel like I'm going to want the second value out of it more when I need it versus the first. It's a modal card, and it's called Your Temple is Under Attack. So two colorless and a white for a 16 cents common. I think this card is going to see a lot of play. So choose one. Pray for protection. Creatures you control again indestructible until end of turn. Or strike a deal. You and target opponent each draw two cards. Oh, okay. So I think this is a... There's a card in here that this will probably replace called, like, Allied Formation or something. That's, like, it, creature... It's two colors and a white. Creatures you control get indestructible. If it's your turn, they get a plus one, plus one counter or something. But mm. for me, this is a card that's going to be super utility, right? We, we just talked about how a board wipe's going to blow us out, right? And I think that's the two biggest things that this deck's going to struggle with. Running out of cards and running out of board wipes. So, for me, being able to play a little bit of a political game, be like, listen, I know I just came in for a taste. It's six damage. I get it. But I'm going to give you two cards at the end of the next turn. So, I'll make it up to you. Right. Like, I like that fact that this is this sort of not, it's like a non straight political draw yeah. card.
1: Yeah. I like it. And we just talked about Fortel. How cool would it be to just have this one white mana yeah. out there? For the rest of the like game. Whether- I mean, heck! You're oh, you're gonna try to like mill your or like draw out your deck. Um, oh, lab man on the stack. Go ahead and draw two cards. Yep, done. and lose the game. Or Absolutely. the indestructible piece. I really like this. Um, I hate the whole pray for protection, strike a deal. Just have it be choose one, and just, we don't need to <laughs> name everything. Come on.
0: Yeah, I know they get crazy with that, but I have some. So a little bit of a spoiler for your dollar deck. You're gonna be reading a lot of those.
1: Oh God. <laughs> uh all right well my next one and by the way tuck i'm sorry um i know this year is going to be a heavy financial year for you you know you, you have my wedding uh you're apparently going to argentina we got magic 30s who so yep. knows you're going to spend money on stuff there uh yet you, you now have a uh a, a, a consistent dating partner uh so you know excursions yeah. rack up but uh i'm gonna make you spend a pretty penny on oh, a no. lot of cards today uh <laughs> this is the first one okay uh We talked about how you need card advantage. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. This card sees a lot of CEDH play. One could argue Phyrexian Arena would be a better option at three. But I would rather you get another party member to your team with dark
0: confidence. Oh, sure. Colorless
1: black creature human wizard. uh, And it's a wizard. At the beginning of your upkeep, reveal the top card of your library and put that card into your hand. You lose life equal to its converted mana cost. So here, oh, and you can get it for, I think, the cheapest copies, 30 bucks, basically.
0: Well, yes. act- actually, I can get this for $3 because I already own one. Boom! <laughs> there we Back go. to the This <laughs> shop. So here, here was my
1: thought, though. I don't know if you recall, Tuck, but at multiple points of the game, you had well more than your starting <laughs> life know, total. 100. The whole losing life here is irrelevant. Like, right. I was actually scrolling through your Moxfield trying to figure out where CMC is, and then I gave up because I hate—oh, there it is. Uh, nope, that's just average number of lands. That's still not helpful. where up? Oh, there we go. It is a 3-1-1 if you take out your lands, which right. I don't know why—I don't know why Moxfield gives you the CMC with lands. Like, who cares? Right. No, uh, no, I only care better. about my non uh, so three one one, and so it's like, okay, if on average you're going to lose three to four life, but that's an extra card. Right. It's a little bit more reliable than your current background, and it's a wizard, so it's going to help you with all your mechanics.
0: Right. No, this is great, and I think Dark Confidant is like a really good non-commander card, right? Like, you get a lot of value out of it, so I think to your point this card now goes crazy when you care about like the the copy I have is in my humans deck, right? Because it plays Mm -hmm. into that. So the fact that this is going towards everything. And like I said, drawing you that card is a slam dunk. Um, Also, oddly enough, there's not a ton of wizards in white and black. So getting that also getting that. Un underpopulated or underutilized tribal synergy. Amazing. Love it. Two two for two, baby two for two.
1: All right, well, let's see what your third option is. Is it going to involve more cute keywords?
0: No, but it does, it does involve one of the tribes that we're looking for. So, mana reduction, right? I, yep. I'm, I'm interested to see how this will turn out, but for me, a lot of the cards that I was drawing were white. Predominantly white, right? Um, white creatures, even more specifically. So, for me, I think Oketra's Monument... It's going to be oh. something that's really going to help me accelerate okay. through the game. So it's a three color list for legendary artifact. Uh, white creature spells, you cast, cost one less to cast. And then whenever you cast a creature spell, create a 1-1 one, one white warrior creature token with Vigilance. And it's about $3 for an uncommon out of Amaket. So again, refueling the party mechanic, discount on my white creatures, which are really going to be the backbone of the deck, I think. And because it's the stupid, I, there's way too many creature types, right? We all agree with this. Yeah. It's stupid. This this very well could have been a soldier, but just because it happens to be on Amaket, they chose warriors there. It's like that in Kier. So you have all these like weird edge cards that actually help you a lot. So you get your blockers out, you fill your party. To me, it just yep. seems like this kind of does everything that I'm looking to fill in. I have no objection to this. You're oh, you already got 30 plus
1: creatures in the deck, and for some reason, I feel like that's the count's only going to go up after today. I, I, um,
0: it comes out of the box with 44. <laughs>
1: that's absurd uh and the thing i like about these monument cycles is the spell reduction is only for its color but then it's just whenever you cast they Mm -hmm. don't put the color restriction there as well because if it was whenever you cast a white creature spell i don't think i would be that hot on it even Mm. if you tell me you're mostly casting white stuff but just the fact that it's any creature spell slam
0: dunk yep exactly all right you're two for two so far
1: I'm well, don't here, worry. I'm one. gonna be I'm gonna be three for three.
0: Hell yeah. Uh, but I'm also gonna make you spend like forty bucks.
1: Come uh, on. no, it's only it's only fifteen dollars now. Oh all right. So uh this came out in M21. You know what it is. It's a legendary white creature. Everyone freaked out about it. Oh my god, they finally fixed white. Oh, uh Niagara the Diplomat? Yep, who's Hello. also a cleric. Three colorless white, legendary creature, human cleric, mythic, 2-4, it has lifelink. Whenever an opponent attacks with creatures, if two or more of those creatures are attacking you and or a planeswalker you control, draw a card. Whenever an opponent casts their second spell each turn, draw a card. So the card's good, but right. the reason I want it for your deck is because I actually got to see the gameplay, and where I think you're going to be at risk is the people... Not storming off, because storming off everyone just kind of loses. Right. But where it's like they're doing three, four, five spells in a turn trying to solve you because you are the problem.
0: Right, right, right. Now right.
1: it's like, okay, do we want to solve it? Because now we're gonna give Tuck a card.
0: Exactly. And like maybe
1: that card's an answer. Same thing with the attacking. You remember it was all like we have to hit Tuck. We have to do it.
0: Right. Well, yeah, right, right, right.
1: Now you're gonna draw a card. So literally you playing your deck. Mangara is just right. going to probably get you, I'd say, two to three cards a rotation. Oh, easy. Once again, versus that background where you're getting one. So I feel like we're we're getting enough net new card draw in here. To that, that background, you can really swap that out I, for yeah. something else. I think,
0: and so... I think that's a really good point. Also, I already have a copy of this, and I'm adding it to my Abyss Proxy Shop order immediately right now. If you
1: ever actually order it,
0: I it's getting it's starting to get to a point where I'm like looking at it. It's like I'm way pa- I'm way past what I said I was going to order. So maybe it's just time to pull the trigger. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I think I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I will probably be casting two to three spells a turn at most, right? But other people, yep. if we're playing any sort of control play or anyone with blue or black, they're going to be casting a bunch, right? They're going to be going yep. off quick. I'm going to get attacked. It's going to happen. People are going to get upset that I'm just spanking them with, with, uh, with my party man. So I love it. I think, I think Mangara... Do you have this in any decks? I'd be curious. Uh, I think I run it in
1: my... I mean, my vehicle deck... Oh, sure. Yeah, because it's a mono-white deck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, the thing that also I think a lot of people forget about with Mangara is the cast their second spell each turn. Right. So a lot of these of these uh, non-red zone decks, it's like, yeah, they're going to do stuff on their turn. And I also want to do stuff maybe on the person before me's turn. Right, right. Uh, right. You know, so that way I can maximize my mana. So you potentially off one player, they may actually end up drawing you two, three cards a rotation. So right. I only see a ceiling for this of, well, what are you
0: guys using removal on? Is it my commander or is it
1: the creature that's drawing me six cards
0: a turn? And ba- like, if I have this and three other creatures, I'm getting ready to cast my commander again to get the full party. Are they really going to be like, Is this going to bait out a board wipe that I can recover back from? Do do you think in this deck that I should really be focusing and prioritizing these creatures over spells that do something similar, right? Yes. Okay, excellent. (laughs) Dark Confident. Audio, sign and blood, Dark Confident you're in. (laughs) Well, guys, that's
1: going to wrap up the grain section. Uh, and before we head over to the next one, we do want to let you guys know that we do have a great uh, set of merchandise. Uh, it's actually out on Etsy.com slash store slash CMD Tower. But let's be honest, if you just go to CMDTower.com, you'll see the link for our merch. You click it, it'll take you straight to our storefront. We are running a bunch of discounts. Um, we do have everything on there from our Jund sweaters, foil play mats, the coins, uh, just a whole bunch of swag. So anything you guys could do to go uh, help us out, would be really appreciated just remember to go to etsy.com and if you type in cmd tower you're going to see that awesome store oh yeah now we're going to head over to see how this deck interacts with the opponents which i didn't see you do a ton of to be honest you were just kind of like grain and yeast like no hops (laughs) but let's see how i can change that in the hop profile so i'm going to start with this one another 40 dollar card uh, no, this one's actually surprisingly cheap, and you actually got to see me play it, and you saw the impact it brought, and guess what? She's a wizard. Oh. A Glorious Resurrector. Two colorless, black, black, legendary creature, human wizard. It's a 4-4. Four, four. If a creature an opponent controls would die, exile it instead. At the beginning of your upkeep, put all creature cards exiled with Gisa, Glorious Resurrector onto the battlefield under your control. They gain Decade, and if you guys aren't familiar, a creature with Decade cannot block, and whenever it attacks, it gets sacrificed at the end of combat, and this card you can pick up for literally 64 cents.
0: Uh, actually, I don't have to spend any money on it, because I got one, because I thought this card was going to be like $50, and... Me too. <laughs> I, I bought like
1: six of them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, it did work. No, uh, I that's... Slam dunk, no questions asked. It, it is kind of counterintuitive with my next pick, but I think um, just having these things, I think the craziest part that we saw was uh, the best example that we played of this on your side was the Palladium Mirror, right? Yeah. Because like, then Decade doesn't even matter right? Like, Mm -hmm. you get these creatures that you just get to blow up, or they do bad blocks or something, and worst case scenario is you have something you can attack with, but best case, they have an activated ability, or something that happens all the time. This, I mean, this is the one card that, like, you held the table hostage, and then you got it back, and then did it again. (laughs) And then I got it back
1: again, and did it again. Uh, Just never stopped. So yeah, that's exactly kind of what I'm thinking, because I don't know how the delay trigger works when the creature dies. Cause you get it at the beginning of your upkeep. So like if it's a board wipe, she would see them all die. So they would get exiled, but like, do you get them back or does is she it because have, she's
0: now, does she have to be on the battlefield when that happens?
1: Yeah. See that that's where I don't know. We'd have to kind of look up some rulings on the board wipe piece, right. but even so someone board wipes you. Okay. Well, you guys also lost your stuff and now it's all exiled, right? Like, exactly. that is impactful because that would also hold the table hostage, like I did. I bet you that's why neither Cop Cop or Elder Drunken Highlander probably did a board wipe. They're like, well, all my stuff's going to get exiled. Right. And that doesn't then I'm really out. do me any good. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think Gisa in here, she's going to be primarily a
0: hop, but she honestly t- could turn into a yeast card for you. I think, I think if we're playing people that are playing like graveyard toolbox stuff, like we saw with Cop Cop, they're going to be SOL with this card out. Right. And again, mm-hmm. I think. I like especially this and uh, Mangara because these are also, worst case scenario is they eat they eat a removal spell because people have to get them out or else they can't play the game, right? Yeah. I'm 100% okay with that and let my commander out and run it around.
1: Absolutely. Well, Tuck, let's see if you can top the boogeyman from our last stream with your first hot pick.
0: I, I will not, but uh, one thing I really noticed about uh, my boy Barakas, it, or girl, hold on, let me see here. I really can't tell. Anyway, it's they. Yeah, there you go. So there was a time where I I couldn't attack, right? And if I did, I either had to broken a deal or hope that I wouldn't get double blocked. And I think finding ways to make Baracus bigger is going to be really critical to the deck. Uh, And also, there's very little graveyard hate in here. So I thought I could kind of solve two birds with one stone. So okay. that's why I'm. I think Lion Sash is a really interesting addition in here. So it's a colorless and a white for artifact creature equipment cat. Um, it has one white exiled target card from a graveyard. If it's a permanent card, put a one one counter on Lion Slash. And then it also has reconfigure, so you can pay to attach it to a target creature. Um, and then uh, it doesn't while it's attached, it's not a creature. It's an uh, equipment effectively. And then equipped creature gets plus one plus one for each one one counter on Lion Sash, right? So for me, this is like kind of a quick, repeatable way to build up my commander. That also will have to eat an artifact removal or like an art, a a creature right, removal and something else, right? Exactly. So it's I I I only am putting this in. The reason why I put this in is because of how important the graveyards were to the people that we were playing with, and yeah. I was like, I don't really have any sort of graveyard interaction with here, so I might as well kind of get some value out of this one as well.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of this because I don't like. Creature plus type, mm. um because it just opens. You're just giving more options for removal, right? Yeah. Um. So, so that's where I'm a little not hot on this. Um, I do agree. You need ways to interact with graveyards. Um. So that way you could stop BS that that happened. <laughs> um. But I, guess I just your, I don't. To your, to your point, is Gisa just a better option to this? It
0: kind of is. Well, yeah. Right? Well,
1: because if you think about it, Gisa they don't even get die triggers. They just straight get right, exiled. right, right. So. Um, yeah, I, I see what you're saying though about, you know, you might as well get the incidental value for your commander. I'd be interested to hear you play this because here's mm-hmm. kind of where my mind goes to. It's not any of your party. Like, do you want to have non-party members right. in the deck?
0: And I think, I think you have brought up a good point of that, of being like, look at all these replacement effects that I found that also fill your party. Right. Yeah. And I think you, I think you, that's like a really salient point when you're thinking about how to build this. Right. Like Yisa is a better graveyard hate and also is a party member. So mm-hmm. uh, I think I think I might stick with her to fill that gap. And I can tutor out with my full party thing and play her immediately. So there you go. Okay, my next hop. Uh,
1: we're we're going to start making our uh, opponents discard cards because, you know, that, that just puts everyone on tilt. Love it. But we're sticking to the party mechanic, and I hope to goodness that you have enough rogues in the deck. We're going to put in Una's Blackguard. Oh, the sure. Yeah. Colorless Black, Creature Fairy Rogue. It's an uncommon, it's a 1-1 and that's flying each other rogue creature you control etbs with an additional plus one counter on it bare minimum your commander gets a little bit bigger when he comes in
0: yeah they come in that's a, that's the bottom right that's as yeah, low as bottom. the
1: bottom literally bottom but here's what i like about it and i think this is where there's a fun space depending on how many rogues you have in the deck i'd say if you have at least 10 to 15 i right. think it'd be okay whenever a creature you control with a plus one plus one counter on it deals combat damage to a player that player discards a card And it's whenever a creature, not whenever one or more creatures. So if you
0: hit someone with five, they're discarding their hand, probably. Sure. Yeah, it's big. Six rogues plus my commander so far, uh, and then four shapeshifters. So that's ten. That's a. And then you would add this
1: though. That would be eleven.
0: So I mean, that's quite a bit, right? Yeah. Um, I think that's probably good enough. And just the fact that she's this is another blocker, right? This is another thing that fills in. I think this one, this is this is I would want I would want to play this. It would just, I, mm. you know what, Tuck? I, I already
1: already have the solve for you. We talked about it when we did my uh, Ultra of the Brood background. Yeah. Bitter Blossom would be a slam oh, dunk in here. Very the- robes. Oh, good.
0: Yeah. Slam dunk. And to your point, I also still have Maskwood Nexus in here, right? So I think that card is probably like the MVP. Honestly, I'll probably just go and tutor that up and play it immediately with the coveted prize. So the fact that I like I like that it has even though it, most of the creatures in here are those four types, it still has ways to grant all of them. So Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'm starting I'm starting to I'm starting to get a little hotter. Starting to get a little hotter on on Una's black card for sure. Sweet. All right.
1: Well, what's your next hop card that I got to get hot for?
0: So this is going to, this is, I was really looking into party cards and by and large, they're all kind of shit. The (laughs) the new ones that they've printed are very good, but the ones before aren't that hot. So coveted prize is number one with a bullet, but this one is even better than one of my pet cards and your least favorite removal heroes downfall because deadly Alliance can also just cost one. So, Deadly Alliance is four colorless and a black for an instant. The spell costs one less to catch for each creature in your party. Destroy target creature or Planeswalker. So, for me, I think the upside, I'm working to get a full party, right? Like, that is where this deck is going. So, I might as well just use a removal spot for it. Even with my commander paying four for this kind of sucks. But if I have two, I'm paying, what, three, which is what murder costs on Mm -hmm. two colorless mana cheaper. So there will be edge cases where this card's going to suck to pay five. I'm just going to time walk myself, (laughs) but but I think that the upside is there just for a a pretty vanilla kind of removal effect. I got nothing to
1: say against it. And the only reason is because I've seen, I, I, I would say this, if I hadn't seen the deck, I'd probably be like, dude, are you ever going to actually have actually the full party? Have a party? Like, yeah. how consistent? But you consistently had a full party or yeah. at least three of the parties. So, this is even better than murder because <gasps> uh, most likely it's always going to cost you two. Someone so- make a, someone, clip that! <laughs> no! I just said I created a 30 second
0: clip of it. Crap.
1: Alright, but Tuck, I got something better than a potential one drop instant speed destroy target creature or plane Oh marker. boy. How about a seven-drop creature that's a five-five that at instant speed you can pay black, black, black and tap to destroy target creature, but you get some value with it. Calatus, Blood Chief of Get. Oh yes, yes. Five colorless, does. black, black, legendary creature, vampire warrior. It's a mythic. It's a five-five, and you can pick one up for a little under ten bucks.
0: Oh, okay. activated
1: ability, black, 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 tap, destroy target creature. If that creature is put into a graveyard this way, put a black vampire creature token onto the battlefield, its power is equal to that creature's power and its toughness is equal to that creature's toughness. So here was my thought around this. You need ways to be able to uh, threaten to blow up creatures consistently, not right. one-offs.
0: Right, right, right. Uh,
1: you know, is, is kind of like you talked about. Like, we're trying to toolbox our creatures and still stay to the party mechanic. So it's like, I like Caletus a little bit more than your pick, mainly because... Yours is a one and done this. We might be able to pay murder mana every single right, rotation right, right. and be able to blow up stuff. The vampire creature token, it's not going to contribute to your party at all. But I mean, you are whatever you're blowing up. That's how big your vampire is. Yeah. So I blew up your five, five. I now got a five, five token. That's nothing to like snuff at just because it's not the party mechanic. Yep. And if anything, those could just be used for sack fodder for like altar what, of dementia. It could be used for for Rexy and um, not uh, arena.
0: um. You you were playing you were playing effects where it's like sacrifice a creature or blah 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 right like mm-hmm. pretty popular mechanic of just yeah sacrifice things and um I think I I like it a lot and I think people would say the mana value is too restrictive to play but that was the thing as soon as I got my commander out. I was I was dumped. I would cast treasures. On, oh my gosh. I would cast a creature and extort seven times, right? On turn yeah. five or six. So I think this even if you're only getting two treasures a turn, fine. But if this costs if this can cost if, if this can cost five instead of seven consistently, you're already paying for its value and it plays into the party and it destroys stuff. So it's a cute one. I think this is probably one of the only decks that I would say this is really good in that's fair um and i mean it would probably
1: be good (laughs) in a vampire deck if you have a vampire deck yeah um but you know this is probably a card that you don't own and i bet you you know you could probably find like a a cool foil that's like moderately or heavily played that has that cool zendikar foiling on it yeah you know hey maybe that's something you try to
0: pick up at magic 30 in vegas oh coming at you boys bring out your trade binders and by then knowing me i already have a whole bunch of other stuff that i'm ready i'm after going through and or- reorganizing the cards I line around, I'm like, I could go again and trade off oh more Oh, my stuff. gosh. Well, there you go. Well, Tuck, give us your final hop card. All right. Well, we did it. I think this is the first time I've ever put this in. But if we are going with the stupid... If, well, it's not stupid. If we're going with the fabled hero background, I do want to get more triggers than once. Okay. But can There you go. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Four colorless, what is it? Four colorless, all permanents you control get flash. I always forget how to spell it. Uh, it's definitely not all permanents. It's uh, non-land permanents.
1: I think it might even state from your hand half flash, because I want to say ley line, of, ley line of Anticipation is just non-land permanents you own have flash.
0: I still I'm cannot, cannot sure, I I We've talked about this card so many freaking times. I still have no yeah, I way. I cannot spell it.
1: So I that, usually just try to type in uh, O R R E Y, and then it autocorrects it because it's O R R E R Y.
0: It's O. Oh, wait, what is it? O R R. Oh no, I
1: was I was actually wrong. Uh, it is uh, you may cast spells as though they had flash, so you can do anything.
0: So O R R E R Y. E R Y. That's right. It's Ori. Wow, three orry. orry.
1: So Orry. yeah, so
0: um, it's $25. I already have a. I I think I have a copy of this line around. If not, I can get another proxy from com. So if I'm going to play into that Fable or the Folk Hero background, I might as well put this in here to get that internal yeah. draw trigger. But to your point, I think that there, with like Mangaras of the world and these other things, I think there's probably going to be more efficient ways to draw cards than just yeah. having to cast them on other people's turns.
1: And talking game politics but Duncan ori has a reputation
0: and that yes. is going to draw even more ire yeah. yep, so i exactly. feel like we just talked to you out of playing the card i think so i don't know like this is still the argument where it goes into every deck right like yeah is this the deck that i'm gonna put it in or am i just gonna go trade this because i it's been i i think it's been in my binder for six months
1: yeah that's fair Well, guys, that's going to wrap up the Hot Profile. Um, And before we head over to the game winners, uh, we do want to talk about AbyssProxyShop.com. They are a great partner of ours. Uh, They have a great code for our community. If you guys use code CMDTOWER, that'll get you 10% off your order. Plus, they do help out the channel a little bit. They're actually helping us with some giveaways for you guys. Um, if you type custom into their search bar, you'll actually see their massive repository of art that they've done for community members uh, that have requested it. You can even find my Game of Thrones pieces on there or my nice. mystical archive ones. So uh, if you have the Buck and Ori that you need to play test into multiple decks, instead of paying $25 a card, pay $3, 4 bucks <laughs> a card, and AbyssProxyShop.com will take care of you.
0: Hell yeah. Now we're going to head over
1: to how this game is going to close out and win with Yeast. Tuck. Okay. What well, what are you bringing to the table? I know I usually bring some
0: heat and I, I got some sweaty nonsense I got, for you. I got I got two I have two that are probably more basic and then I have one that I think is insanity and I'm I don't <laughs> I, I don't think you're gonna like it. But the first one is this is like I this is a card that I've already owned and I, it's something where I was like snap by, right? This card is so good, it's got so much value in it, and I just could not, for the life of me, figure out what deck to put it in, right? Okay. It's it's been in and out of lists, it's been in and out of things, but I think the key here of why this card is amazing is because, even though this is a two-color deck, uh, Baracus, our party boy, party person, is only one color. So in here, Commander's Plate is going to go completely berserk, right? Uh, commander's plate is a one drop uh, artifact equipment that's a mythic for about $15 when it has equipped creature gets plus three plus three and gains protection from each color that's not in your commander's color identity equip commander for three equip normal for five so I've been trying to figure out like okay do I put this in a three color deck no probably because it doesn't offer enough protection Uh, do I put this into a a four color deck absolutely not like but what two color decks do I have so it's been something I've been like thinking about a lot and okay. I love the fact that this is going to get everything except for black on black. It, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm playing this mostly on the edge of, because black has the best removal, except for maybe green. That's the best everything, as we're all well aware of. <laughs> but just the fact that this is going to be one card that's going to allow me to attack anyone I want to at the table, right? There's going to be someone that's open that will not be able to block my guy. Nine times out of ten, I feel. Outside of bizarro, crazy
1: edge cases. And then, heck, you could always put the sword in there. Uh, the sword of sinew and steel gives him pro-black. There, there you go. go He's done. just protection from everything. So that's uh, That's, yeah, that's th- a big thing. This
0: is, this that's is a, a snap slam dunk. This is the biggest thing that I realized is, like, I need to have ways to make him, them unblockable or, or something, right? As opposed to just being, as opposed to just praying. Because there's several times where I attack where it's like, they could jump block me and I'm just dead in the water, right? I can't do anything about it. Or yeah. double block me. So, th- I happen to have one of these. That's why I was excited to throw it in.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, the perfect decks for these are colorless decks because it's just oh, I'm yeah. protection from it. everything. Nothing. Oh, so, I got so, that. Yeah, no, this is a good card. Um, What's this card up to now? 15 bucks. I don't know if it's worth $15, to be honest, but because here's how I'd look at it, especially since we're open to using the Abyss Proxy Shop playtest cards. It would have to be like, okay, it's a have to the deck doesn't work unless this is in here or I have like four or five other decks that I could probably play test a version into right um, yeah. that's kind of how I look at this at 15 bucks um it's, it's it's just not that powerful for that monetary value for me
0: and you just think like um, people said I, I originally had this in my blue-black horror deck, right? But it gives you protection, it doesn't give you protection from blue or black, which are great at removing creatures. And that's like so yeah. you know, in that case, Swiftfoot boots would have been better than this because mm-hmm. the the pump isn't is important. But here turning them into a fi- turning them into a five-seven that also has blockage from four colors seems like it's the right deck for it. Yeah, fair. Okay.
1: First Yeast card for me. Uh we talked about how much life you gained, and you did it multiple times. Like yeah. it, it was like you're at 70, and then we got you back down to like 40, and then you're at 80, and then we got you to like 50. Um I think Viscopa Guildmage Mage could win you the game on the spot. Okay. Costs just Orzov to cast, white black, two, two, human wizard contributing to the party, mm-hmm. and it's like thirty cents. Yeah, right. So the irrelevant ability for me is a colorless Orzov target creature gains lifelink until end of turn. Like it's fine, but it's you know, you we talked about it. Your deck is gaining life in a lot of other ways. Right. But A colorless Orzhov, whenever you gain life this turn, each opponent loses that much life, seems really good. And it doesn't say whenever you gain life the next time this turn. Right. So it's static for the entire turn. So even if you're gaining it in, like, your extort triggers one at a time. Over and over and over again. Totally okay. It'll continue to work. I think if you would have had this card on the field tuck, you probably would have won the game. The game would have ended probably five to ten turns earlier, is what it feels like. So I feel like right around turn six is when you just blew up. And if you had this out, okay, three mana, I do exactly what I was going to do. I win.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I agreed on that. And I think that I like that. I I'm wary. The only wariness I have is I just happen to have pont. I drew pontiff of light. Right. So I don't know how much lifelink I have in here, but oh, ho, ho, ho. we're going to get some more. We're, we're going to get some more. That's going to be, that's the new hotness. Uh, yeah, but I think it's, like I said, it's a pretty low, it's a pretty low entry point. And the three, giving Baraka's lifelink just to get my life back up and then being able to trigger the other things I have going on here for three mana, I'm going to get my three treasures back from that. So it's pretty much free every turn. And yeah. again, the wizard part is kind of hard to kind of hard to get in. And it's 20, cents. I guarantee I owe a copy of this. I'm in, I'm interested. I think it's, I think it's something I would definitely consider putting in.
1: Yeah. You know, worst case scenario, cause you do have one laying in a bulk box somewhere if you didn't yeah. trade it in. Um, and so it's like, even if you had to spend 50 cents on it, Hey, you could order it when you're ordering my dollar deck. There you go. Yeah. Uh, it would help help get your total up. Um, the worst, the floor for this is your commander. The ceiling yep. is it helps you win the game. Win the game If out, it's right, unplayable yeah. in the deck, you have another deck that this probably wants to be. De-
0: definitely.
1: All right. What's your next East cards? We got commander's plate. We're trying to make our commander unblockable to get damage in. So I
0: was... 6 damage is not is is a fair amount of chunk each turn straight out the gates, right? And I was do I have to do that every turn if I want to maximize, right? I have to or at least I'm doing 4 damage every turn no matter what to at least one opponent, right? Sure. But with these skills that we're talking about, it's going to be ways to spread that all around a little bit more. So, I think that If we're going to burn them out, we're going to burn them out quick. Wound Reflection. Let's go. Five colors and a black for an enchantment. At the beginning of each end step, each opponent loses life equal to the life they lost this turn. Twelve damage is backbreaking. Turn over turn, right? And that's not even including you attacking them for fifteen in the air, right? That's not including some other dragon coming down and blasting someone for five. The fact that this is every end step is gonna make this game go so much faster. And I think that again, five six mana, I could cast this the turn after I play Barakas and like a yeah. not in a not bizarre world, right? Yeah. So um, I think that's really cute, and I think that's something too that. The game, the reason why I feel like I lost that game outside of me, just like I probably should have attacked a little more with my other creatures, so on and so forth, was it went on too long, right? This is kind of a game that I wouldn't say is Blitzkrieg. I don't need to win on turn five, but as we start getting into the later game, the amount of damage, the amount of values that I'm creating isn't going to be fast enough to keep up with other people who are playing those turn six, turn seven, turn eight explosive decks out. So getting Wound Reflection out early is going to really help paint the battlefield red with blood so i can squeak out a win before people start getting ahead of themselves
1: yeah no uh i like this uh, i think it's a great pick i'm almost starting to get concerned that maybe we're creeping your cmc up too much Too much yeah. because I've, I've noticed we've started talking a lot about five plus cmc cards yeah um granted i don't know what you'd be cutting from the deck um so you know i i think this is a great card i think you've done a lot of great points Because I do believe with decks that are strictly red zone not like a go wide or yep. i'm trying to do voltron just strictly i'm a red zone deck just trying to attack each turn you, i feel like you have to win in nine or less or eight or less turns yeah right because eventually like you said your value isn't as impactful as someone casting expropriate
0: mm-hmm. or I, time Warp, and i can't do anything about that right like yeah. this deck dies on the spot to any sort of those spell slinger decks and i want them to have to use their resources more non-profitably just to get themselves out of a hole right yeah well i mean it's
1: that but it's also your planeswalker decks you know planeswalkers are rampant like yep. a planeswalker deck if it's like turn 10 you're probably screwed because oh, they got God, five yeah. or six of them out maybe an ultimate's already gone off um you, you just can't recover from it so yeah i, I think this is smart because it should hopefully accelerate right okay here is a real sweaty pick because I'm telling you, man, just the the amount of life you gain is just like <laughs> we're, we're into only my do, we're brain. only doing
0: life gain.
1: I've always thought this card is cute, but I didn't know where it could live. I think it lives here. And, this better not be Vito of the dusk rose, or whatever the hell that card is. And it's also a cleric. Oh my god, it is him! Angel of Destiny, huh? Three colorless white white. It's a mythic. It's a two six creature angel cleric. Oh. You can get it for $4. Flying double strike. Whenever a creature, a creature, you control, deals combat damage to a player, you and that player each gain that much life. At the beginning of your end step, if you have at least 15 life or more than your starting life total, each player Angel of Destiny attack this turn, loses the
0: game. I think this is going to be a lot easier than you think. Right. Is this a... So I... I've seen this was kind of on some list I was looking and I didn't th- I this is before I played the played the deck and I kind of forgot about it. Is this the best card in the deck? Oh yeah. It has to be. Because, right? It's insane.
1: Yeah, the the way I really see this it cuz it's whenever a creature, so even if you swung swung in for like eight of them, right. Your commander's still going to make them lose life. So, like if he's actually hitting them for two, they're still losing a net two life that turn. But you w- still went up. Oh, to and life. then
0: and then yeah, because it's taking four, right? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So you know, it's actually it's it's going to work out more positively for you. And I think almost every situation, the only time your opponents are going to actually gain life is when you're doing the whole attack with everything. But right. I think when you're mm-hmm. doing that, it's like you're dead this turn. Right, swing with everything. You can't do anything about my Angel of Destiny. And then, right. okay, yeah, you're at 80. I'm at 85. In step, you lose.
0: You lose. Yeah, I love it. I think this is. I think this is awesome. Uh, I this is again another card when it got spoiled. I was like, this card's really interesting, but how the hell do you play it? Right. Yep. Um, it is. It is sweaty, but in the right way. Right. Like in the way that this is gonna. This is gonna. This is either gonna be a blowout or I'm gonna play this and die the next turn because people <laughs> will be like, it's over. Right. Like we can't come back for this when I have 60 life to start with.
1: Yeah. I Love it. All right, Tuck. You got one yeast card okay. left. Commander's plate was cool. Wound reflection, okay. You got. I want something to get me excited. Makes the hair stand up.
0: This is going to be a wild one, okay? Because this, the variance on this is going to be through the roof, all yeah. over the place. I don't think when we played that game that anyone had a single piece of interaction, or there's very limited, right? A few creature removals, uh, maybe you had reclamation sage, that sort of thing, right? So I think there's going to be other targets. And I think this card is going to keep me alive in a weird way. So, fresh from Commander's Legends of Alder for Gate, Battle for Walder's Gate, we're talking packed weapon. Three colorless and a black for an artifact equipment. As long as it's attached to a creature, you don't lose the game for having zero life or less. For starters, whenever equipped creature attacks, draw a card and reveal it. The creature gets plus X plus X until end of turn and you lose X life or X is that card's mana value. Equip, discard a card. Variance is through the roof, right? You could hit a yeah. land and you're just screwed, right? You're just toast. <laughs> I don't have top. I don't have anything like that. But even turning even turning my Baracus into a five, whatever, a five, seven, that is such a big swing in terms of how you block and how you deal with it, yeah. right? And I was getting, like, there was people to attack every turn. So, And the wor- the best part, in my opinion, is you get to draw a card no matter what. So yeah. uh, this is one mana more than Phyrexian Arena. You get to equip it by discarding a card. Cool, land, adios, no problems there. I have a bunch of treasures. I don't need to hear about that. And then the upside of potentially hitting that angel, right? It's draw, not reveal. Or wait, no, it is draw and reveal, sorry. But still, hitting an angel or something like that and getting plus five on an yeah. unblockable commander, that's going to be such a blowout. So
1: here's actually where I like the card more. Traditionally, these cards, it's the creature gets plus X,
0: Plus zero, correct. Exa- exactly. I love the fact that it buffs the toughness as well. Um, one out card. Six- this is one out card. This is really good in that you should pick it up for Grevin? Yeah, this is it. this is an insane card in Grevin. Uh, yeah, I can just
1: die that much quicker. It's great. <laughs> I'll just snap lose on the spot. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be terrible. What if I had no other creatures? I'm at like five life. <laughs> I could kill them if I swing. But if I swing, uh, oh, but no, zero less life. I'd be okay. It's all yeah, exactly, right. Exactly. It's, it's right. fine. Whew yeah no great great card
0: it's fun right like it draws you a little bit i don't know okay
1: last one last one this is sweaty
0: I'm so sweaty I'm
1: because the mana investment is so high but you have an excessive amount of treasures and i think you would rather to spend eight of them to do this effect than to pay eight to um extort eight times dawn glare invoker two colorless white creature core wizard it's a 2-1, and it has flying. You could pay eight colorless oh. at any point. Tap all creatures target player controls. I genuinely believe, like, if you had been at a point where you could just free swing with everything, you would have won I the probably game. I would have
0: won, yeah. Yeah,
1: and I think that would have been... Even though the extort triggers got you way, way up, this kind of gives you an alternative. It's like, am I trying to do the right. extort thing, or am I just trying to win off a combat damage? It's also CMC less than four, so you could do your whole tutor thing, you and do that your tutor comes thing out. In the game? Oh sure. gosh, Tuck, you do that for nine mana. One mana to do the tutor because of your party, and then you pay the eight to tap them all and you win. Wow that's so, inter- that's
0: interesting uh and you can get the card for literally six I, yeah. cents i think i've like torn up and eaten in these cards before because they come in like they came in a bunch of pre-cons it is it's i guess like the the to your point if if I didn't have that Pontiff of Blight, I would have been sitting around with a lot of mana and not using it, right? Yep. Um. So I do like that. It's something out there. It's just eight is so much, right? Like that's, But the thing that's is, though, it's
1: tap. Because here's the thing, Tuck. You're not going to do eight to tap down two creatures. You're yeah. doing it to tap down six or seven so you can get in with get your in. army.
0: Or if I'm like, I need to rebuild and I'm okay taking a turn or two to do it. Someone's about to go to attackers. I'm like, okay, where are you going to go? down yeah okay like I'm, if you come at me i'm just gonna tap it down it's a waste right so like yeah we're gonna do there i like i think and the fact it's a wizard makes it a little bit more exciting as well we we i those. so i'm not as hot angel so far of these three angel of destiny is a slam dunk without any questions no further questions on that one i think the other one too are a little more situational but like you said it's easy to just be like i'm gonna throw this in and goldfish it for a little bit and see if i draw yep. these cards then maybe it'll maybe that'll be the blowout that i'm looking for
1: yeah absolutely All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up the yeast package. And just a reminder before we head over to our final segment, um, you can see this deck list on our website at cmdtower.com slash BNBE143. Uh, So if you guys would like to see this, also it'll have links to all of the YouTube videos, the audio content, all of that good stuff. So just cmdtower.com slash BNBE143. All right, Tuck. We're heading over to the spice package. and Oh, baby, I got spice, and I got you two. I picked out two for you. Ya. got two, okay. Because one is incredibly spicy, and I'd say the other one is spicy, but it's it's a little bit more boring. Um, so and I, I wanted to make sure i stayed
0: on the hot train. So Wizards almost did it. They almost made a mechanic to me that is more fun than Monarch.
1: Oh, with your
0: uh, connive? Initiative. Initiative, oh, initiative. Is, is, is the new hotness, right? So, I don't want to slam every single initiative card into this deck, but there is one that is fresh off the pack that is fitting for it. So, and that is Raven Loft Adventurer. Three colorless and a black for a creature, human, rogue, assassin. When it enters the battlefield, you take the initiative. And for those who don't know, the initiative is like venture into a dungeon, but you venture into the specific undercity. If you take the initiative multiple times, you keep venturing through it. And then at the beginning of your upkeep, you venture again. If a creature an opponent controls would die, instead exile it and put a hit counter on it. Right, and it's a rogue, so we're already there, kind of a Gisa sort of subpart. But more importantly, when it attacks, if you've completed a dungeon, defending player loses one life for each card they own and exile with a hit counter on it. Oh, it's 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 sweaty, right? It's but, very sweaty. But it, but it gets it has a relevant creature type. It deals with the graveyard, arguably better than Lion Slash is, right? So you won me on that one. You won me over on that argument. And it does have a payoff for the initiative because if it's my, like, let me tell you, if the pre-releases that I did are any indication, initiative is a hotter thing to get than the Monarch because it just keeps getting better and better and better. You can attack someone, get it on your turn. They take it back. It's absolutely incredible. So it's a, it's a spice for sure, but it does fit into one of the sub themes of the deck that I want in it. It's very sweaty. Uh,
1: I think the only reason I'm okay with it is that it's a rogue and it does do a stacks effect on the exiling right. the death triggers. So once again, we're kind of helping with the fact that that's kind of why we lost. Uh, we just could, you know, I I couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, it's it's cute. It, it's okay. very cute. Uh, Eighteen cents isn't a big financial investment, so yeah, I can see that. I do have
0: one more as well, real quick because we still want to get the monarch into the game and we don't need to do it through a court but we could do it through our, my lich boy custody Letch three colorless double black for a four two zombie cleric that when it enters the battlefield you become the monarch when you become the monarch target player sacrifices a creature it's a better court of ambition in this deck baby let's go uh yeah it's just get, just get the monarch going easily worth a slot for me <laughs> you and this monarch man it's so uh- great
1: it's just you're obsessed.
0: I don't
1: uh yeah, I mean for 5 mana absolutely not. This <laughs> this this is not, this is not good, even worth. I am not even going to go any more into it. So, um and you guys might have been confused cuz cut me off twice when I was trying to to start. So, now I'll guess I'll do both <laughs> of mine in a row. Um so the first one I wanted to talk about it's because I saw how many treasure tokens you were making. And you did make some creature tokens as well. Yeah. This is going to get you some flying blockers, which seem to also hurt you when you didn't have flyers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do think it's worth considering fallacy Reverent Medium for the deck. Three colorless Orzhov, legendary creature, human, cleric. It's a 3-4. At the beginning of each instep, step, create X-1-1 white spirit creature tokens with flying, where X is the number of oh. tokens you created this turn. It doesn't say creature tokens. It just says tokens. Um, and you can get the card for $0.14, cents, and you probably actually have it from Commander yeah. Legends box as you bust it open. So I, for me, it's sweaty because in, from my memory, you're only making tokens on your turn. Correct. So you're not right. getting the multitude of value, similar to my argument against your background that you have on the cast draw. Right, right, right. But the reason I think it's worth considering is because you are making minimum four treasures on every single one of your turns. Right, exactly. That's four one, one flyers that you can now use for blocking that doesn't seem like something you can you know kind of roll your eyes at for five. If it's if you had an enchantment that said for five man at the beginning of your upkeep, create four one one white spirit creature tokens. And you just yeah, did it, that oh, every be, single turn. Yeah, print, it'd be incredible. You, you'd absolutely play that.
0: Yeah, don't yeah, slam dunk. That'd be like a mythic rare, right? It's like bitter yeah. blossom, but better. Uh yes. yeah. So that's it. That's my only holdback on it. I think if this wasn't a cleric, I wouldn't be into it. Um yeah. and I think the for five, it's quite a bit, but it'd only be four with a Ketra's monument. So and again playing getting this down the turn if i can play this somehow then attack then create the tokens that same turn then we're off to the races right like oh gosh this is like this is like the perfect card to play the second turn after i create all the treasures untap play her attack create the more treasures and then now we're back right so a little a little a little sweaty i'd say it's more on the slimy scale for me because it does have the relevant types so i'm interested and i'm pretty sure i have a copy of that too let me t- let me take a look here. But what's your so I'm sure you got, got one, one more. One and Very one boring. On with.
1: boring. Very boring. Uh, Seagate Colossus, seven colorless artifact creature, golem warrior. It's a seven five. This spell costs one less to cast for each creature in your party, and you can get it for two pennies. Oh, geez. So th- this you know it gets you a big big boy for only three mana. So initially when I put this in here, I was like, oh, but if you had five warriors, that should probably work, right? It could be free. (laughs) Uh, But that's not the case. So uh, I I think a seven, five with a relevant creature type. Yeah. For three mana. That's probably worth, considering depending sure. on if you if you play the deck more i look at this card tuck to where you're like man i need more big thick boys to like go hit all for i have damage. Is, all
0: i have are one ones right flying yeah, or two
1: twos or, or three threes and i'm just not being able to really threaten like the only way i'm impacting the game is through my commander's life drain effect sure, or right. these other rolls. this at least gets you a big big guy that you can throw some equipment on and, and get some damage
0: and look at what we have here hey, hey there she oh, is one in the
1: pile So Seagate Colossus, how, I mean, is this way too, like, do you just think
0: it's too, uh, plain to play? My only concern is this, is that I have a hard time. It may be too vanilla. I just, I think to your point, there's so many other creatures that have relevant abilities. Like dark, I think the perfect example is like dark confident, right? So even if I can only cast this for three, which is going to happen, I still feel casting Dark Confident on two is going to be a better play in the long term. But Fair. I think t- I I I think it really depends because when we played that game, everyone was no one was attacking except for me and like kind of kind of you every once in a while, right? Yeah. So like if I'm playing, if I play it again and I'm like, I can't beat a Hydra deck because I just can't I have nothing to I have nothing to do because everything I have is a two three. Or two, sure. more, right? Like mm-hmm. I can't, I can't maceus enough to get the value out there. Then yeah. some card like this would be an easy include, just to be like, I'm coming up the board. I don't even want to attack with it. If I have to, I will. I guess. But I, 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 I think that there's better options out there. But that doesn't mean that this one's out.
1: That's fair. That's fair. That's totally fair. Um, yeah, and I think it was just the 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 mindset of like, do, I think you might need some bodies mm-hmm. that actually can some like real body damage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Well, guys, thanks for making it until the end of the episode. And if you enjoyed it, please subscribe to our Twitch, uh, Twitch channel, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you're you're getting the podcast updates, and we'd love uh, a five star review if you guys liked this new kind of twitch live stream for Bruce and builds recording this is something that we want to start doing every single week uh we do usually have a schedule that we will post um, and kind of let you guys know when we are going to do it uh, it can be fluid from week to week so it won't be one of those you know always you know every other monday like our actual twitch streams but we are going to also start doing this with our specialty episodes mtg action 4 news mr bever's neighborhood and the rest so let us know if you enjoyed it now, if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can reach me at Mr. Comment number five on Twitter. I'll spell that out except for the five. Tuck, where can people get a hold of you? You can
0: find me at Big Tuck tweeting on the Twitterverse.
1: Sweet. You can reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. And just another quick reminder, guys, uh, if you're looking to support us, you can do it through a myriad of different ways through our Patreon, patreon.com slash CMDTower, our Etsy shop, Etsy.com slash store slash CMD tower or abyssproxyshop.com using code CMD tower for 10% off. And if you want the deck list, cmdtowercom slash BNB 143. So big tuck, we theory crafted Baracus the party leader and going into this. You really, you know, we kind of went back and forth on how we were going to do this. We've never done this with a pre-con before. And so it was kind of like, hey, take all the stuff out, you know, for a fact you do not want. And then only put in the cards that you slam dunk. You do not want me to come to the table with. Right. Do you feel like we accomplished what you wanted? And if we did, what's your favorite card from the yeast package that you hope you actually get to pull off?
0: Oh, that's easy. It's Angel of Destiny. No question. Yes! Have. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I think um this was this was challenging uh trying to remove the cards that I don't want because it's it, I like this. I think this is a really good exercise for theorycraft, right? I think we pretty much don't want to talk about precons, right? Because I think out of the box are kind of boring. And oh, I like yeah. this idea of just going through and being like this deck doesn't have a Swords to Plowshares. Why is that? This deck doesn't have an Exotic Orchard. Why is that? <laughs> this deck doesn't have a Wayfarer's Bobble. Why is sure. that? Right? Like just going through and just doing some like uh, the term I've I, we use in IT is quality of life upgrades. Right? Sure. I'm just like there's some shitty removal spells in here. Those are gone. Right? Like the mana base yeah. needs better fixing, but we don't need to go through that. So yeah, I, I think I wish in hindsight though I would have cut even more out just oh, to make, okay. just to have a little bit more of. A better idea but again it's so after only playing it once and this also was difficult because it played so good out of the box <laughs> i was like am i even cutting the right cards or is this gonna make it not as good but i i do think i think especially with the cards like you mentioned especially like the dark confidants of the world angel of destinies these are cards that play into the theme they're gonna make yeah. it even more fun to play get like i think the three that are the most the biggest slam dunk from your ends was dark confident uh, Giza Glorious Returner and an Angel of Destiny, right? Three yep. valuable cards that are gonna that are gonna accelerate this game into a win. Yeah, um, absolutely. And honestly, I think the cards that you brought to the table, tuck,
1: um, they make a lot of sense. Like, I love the Deadly Alliance uh, ad. You know, the Packed Weapon's super cute, and I really like it. Um, you know, I think the uh, your temple is under attack is very good as well. Uh, you know, one thing I'm genuinely shocked you did not have in your list, and I'm just double-checking so I don't get yelled at, why don't you have Coveted Jewel in here?
0: I thought about it. Um, that seems it, like a slam dunk. It's so easy to get out, and I'm going to be attacking. Uh, I'm kind of surprised they didn't put it in, but I don't think this deck is... It. I want to play this deck like a politics deck, right? Because that's oh, okay. why I like to play all my decks. And I don't think this deck was built like that, right? Um, I think <laughs> it was much more built with just the idea of like, I don't know we're just we have to lean so hard into party mechanics and it's such a bizarro like all the reprints that they put in this deck are effectively all party mechanic decks yeah. or cards so uh maybe this ran out of space but I think Covenant jewel would jewel be sweet I'd love to get that card back in rotation um I, I don't know I think this deck is different it's I I really enjoyed playing it and I think it's a deck that I think is going to be one of the things where it's like i just want to play a deck that's a little bit more straightforward i want to play a deck that's a little, like i played prosper and magic fest and every turn was like having a heart attack because there's so many different triggers and all this other shit it's like just give me a deck where i can just punch face and make some te- some treasure sure. so.
1: yeah i and i think we definitely accomplished that well uh twitch youtube and our podcast thanks for uh tuning in guys have a great day see ya thanks for coming in
0: And see you guys later. Bye.